Thursday, September 29th, and this is your daily financial news. Obviously, I'm not in my normal studio uh, as we have a bunch of family activities today, so uh, I am out at the park making sure we continue our streak of recording the daily financial news at 7.30. So again, it is September 29th, Thursday. I have all of my notes here. We are just gonna read top to bottom. Usually I have a whiteboard where I put up the keen ideas. But today we're just gonna go top to bottom and see what I have been reading the last 24 hours. First, uh, we have Jim Chanos uh, out at Delivering Alpha. He has uh, been highlighting and you know Jim's been very negative on China for quite a while. Uh, he was one of the original uh, short sellers of the Chinese economy starting decades ago. So it is not a surprise that Jim is negative on China. Uh, however, what he is saying is something that we have brought to, brought to you on this channel well over a year ago. Uh, the biggest story not being discussed is the Chinese real estate market. We started talking about Evergrande over a year ago. We've been talking about uh, Chinese citizens not paying mortgages, bank runs. There is lots and lots of stuff going on. It is frankly all bad news. And according to Jim, I have not validated this. In fact, my validation is lower, but I will share both. Jim Chanos says that when you incorporate all of the construction, all of the housing entities and relationships, that housing may make up of 50% of the Chinese economy. Now, all of my research seems to, seems to peak out around 40. Uh, the reason that is important is really twofold. First, for many of us, if we compare to the United States, the United States is, is, is 15%, some would say 16. But you really do get the understanding of just how dependent the Chinese economy over the last decade is on construction, on building apartments and housing and things of that nature. So it is um, not surprising. In fact, we've talked about it on this channel that uh, housing in China is going to go down. It could pull the economy into a recession. When consumers don't believe, they don't have faith, they retreat. And China is no different. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of pain for years to come, unfortunately, there. Next up, I do want to talk about the stock market yesterday. The stock market yesterday had a bounce. Um, I think it was a dream. It was a fake out. It should have never happened. What I think happened is some people saw the Bank of England. The Bank of England turn on their money printer. Uh, because there was a threat to some uh, pensions, which we will talk about in a minute. Uh, they really apparently didn't have a choice. But what is key is I think a lot of people extrapolated what was happening in the UK with, you know, Powell being close to pivoting. Folks, Powell is not close to pivoting. He's not even close to slowing down, let alone pivoting. So again, sometimes uh, some people want to see what they want to see, so they take any sign as a sign that they are seeing it. So yesterday was a huge fake out, dead cat bounce, whatever you want to call it. Um, if, you, if you had to sell, yesterday was a good day to sell. Uh, Ken Griffin, again, Seeking Alpha, lots of Seeking Alpha kind of articles the last week or, or last day or so. Ken Griffin is basically out saying uh, the Fed is not done. 
they must do more to fight, to fight inflation. A lot of the uh, billionaires at Seeking Alpha are basically complaining and whining. I warned you this was coming. The 1%, the people that get on CNBC are going to be hurt the most. Asset owners are going to be hurt. Uh, but Ken Griffin is saying the Fed has to do more. In fact, Ken Griffin went on to say that the Bank of England's money printer is going to make Powell's job harder. Harder. So, yes, uh, that is coming. Oh, good to see Rylis here. Yes, folks, Rylis Dana is going to be our deep dive on Saturday at 9 a.m. It will be on probate, what it is, how to use it. Also, we will likely talk about how to find deals or relationships in the probate market. I have not sent the Zoom invite yet. I will send it Friday morning. It will go to your teachable email address. Assuming you have turned on um, email notification from Teachable, if not, check that. Or I will post it in our private Facebook group, but that will be tomorrow morning because, again, as soon as this is done, I'm out of here. So uh, we're not going to be sending that out today. But Rylas, thank you very much for giving back uh, to the channel and to all the folks. There's lots of questions about probate. Uh, Barron's is out writing an article talking about a housing slump next year. More and more folks are finally understanding what we have been talking about here, transactions, crashing, housing slump, housing depression. Uh, it's interesting to look at Barron's. They are now calling for 5.19 million transactions. Uh, they're expecting 4.82 million transactions next year. Now, again, this will be the lowest since 2012. Uh, I believe what is going on uh, will even be worse than that. I believe sometime between today and March 15th, uh, we will actually see sub 4 million annualized. It is, uh, it's, it's gonna be quite the sight to see, and we called it here first. And uh, pretty interesting to see. Uh, again, housing, if it comes in at 5.19 for the year, that will be down 15.2%. I do think there's more downside ahead. Has Barron's not looked at mortgage rates over 7%? It is going to get slow, slow, slow. Uh, as for Barron's, they are calling a median home price at the end of this year of 384, 384 grand, and a median home price next year of 389, so a whopping 1.2% increase. Uh, again, this is kind of where I am at, plus or minus 2%. Again, national median average, not your market, not your buy box, do your work, do all of those things. Uh, they do expect a dip, so they do expect to see in Q2, which again is after March. Remember, I'm talking about phase two of the housing crash, September 15th to March 15th. Uh, in Q2, which would be April, May, and June, uh, Barron's is seeing a potential negative 1.9%. Uh, again, that will be when they see year-on-year -year median price going negative. So it'll be interesting to watch that. Don't know if you know who Mr. Beast is. If you don't know who Mr. Beast is, do yourself a favor. Uh, he is a monster on YouTube, uh, social media platforms. He does a lot of amazing stunts. But apparently, uh, somebody offered Mr. Beast $1 billion for his media empire, and he turned them down. He said he would need at least $10 billion to sell his empire. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. 
I'm outside and Pollen made me sneeze. I apologize for that. That was probably pretty loud. I apologize. Uh, so again, Mr. Beast was offered a billion dollars. How many of you would take a billion bucks? A billion, a billion dollars. That's a lot of money. Uh, Morgan Stanley is out with a call on Ferrari, uh, saying that Ferrari is actually close to recession proof. I actually, you know, not a stock guy, I have no idea, but I do believe that Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche, Tesla, Bentley, all of these cars came off two car makers, came off two amazing years. And I suspect with all the stimulus ballers, all the PPP fraud, uh, as that unwinds, there will be lots of used Ferraris sold. So I don't, I don't know. I think Ferrari might be surprised. But again, don't know the business. I think a lot of their order book is probably already made for years to come. So who knows? Uh, on another end, Porsche went public today. Porsche started to trade. Uh, Volkswagen spun out Porsche. It started trading today. I think it's at about $81, uh, $84 euro. So if you want to get a piece of Porsche, uh, it is now trading. I think it's on the German market. CNBC is out talking about rent uh, increase and or decreases. Uh, we are seeing channels talk about rent decrease, uh, but it looks like CNBC says for the year of 2022, nationally speaking, will be up 5.8%. Uh, and they are looking at 8.4% for 2023. Uh, I have no opinion about 2022. I think it's so close to the end. It feels like it almost has to be the right number. But I have to tell you that I think 8.4% rent increase in 2023 is um, a bad thing. I think, A, it's wrong. I just think it's wrong. Uh, but also, if we had 8.4% on the top of what we had the last two years, it is bad for the economy. It is bad for inflation. It's bad for everyone. So, I think rent increases next year will be sub 2% if I had to guess today. Uh, but again, reading the article, CNBC is talking about 8.4% 2023. I don't see it, but that's what they are calling. Uh, there's a research firm called Ned Davis. Ned Davis came out with the highest project, pro, projection forecast on the chances of a recession. Ned Davis came out and said there is a 98% chance of a recession in the next 12 months. 98%. That, uh, that feels like uh, a pretty solid call on their fault. I do want to let you know about two very important videos that went live yesterday. One at 5 o'clock. I interviewed someone from John Burns Real Estate Consulting. We talked for almost an hour. We talked about demographics, migration, remodeling, the economic, uh, the economy, and of course, the housing market. Uh, if you don't watch that video, I think you're really missing out. There was a lot of, lot of data, a lot of, lot of guys just geeking out about the data and what is going on. Uh, I do want to thank Eric uh, for coming on and uh, sharing his experience. Uh, again, if you're not following John Burns Real Estate Consulting on Twitter, you are truly, truly missing out. And then on top of that, I believe at seven o'clock, we interviewed our first person our first person that we are trying to help get a first time house hack with low down payment. I want to thank Joshua, Matt, Patrick, the entire one rental at a time team is trying to help Joshua move forward. Uh, that interview went live at seven o'clock. I am looking for 10 more people. If you're in Fresno, California and you want a house hack, first time homeowner or a veteran looking to use VA, 
I want to help you. I am not looking for commission. I am not an agent. I'm not a broker. I'm none of those things. I want to hear your story. I want to hear what you need. And I want to have my entire network give you a hug and try to help you move forward. And of course, I want to document the process. If we can help 10, 12, 15 people in Fresno document that story, it should inspire others to see what's possible. So Joshua, thank you for being first. You are looking at house hacking. Uh, and again, we've, we have clear next steps. And again, watch the interview. It went live yesterday at 7. If you are an agent in Fresno, California, and you have a client, let's get it scheduled. I'm not trying to take your commission. Not at all. You keep it. I don't want it. I want to help your client. So let's do something together. Pending home sales. Pending home sales came down 2%. They were forecasted to come down 1.4%. Let's just say it right here, right now. Pending home sales will disappoint the rest of the year. August was the last chance at semi-decent rates. It is over. Uh, it was forecast to go down 1.4%. They were down 2. Uh, they were down 24% year on year and going lower. Let's not forget that I called this exact behavior months ago. This is the housing crash, right? This is phase one. We are now in phase two of supply destruction. It does not get better from here. It is going to get much, much, much worse on a transaction front. Uh, next up, I read about Tom Lee. Uh, he is the ultimate bull. I'm not even sure who's the bigger bull, Tom Lee or Kathy Wood. I'm not sure, but both of them seem to get a lot of time on CNBC. Uh, basically, Tom is saying uh, any as soon as the Fed even thinks about pivoting, stocks are going to rip. Well, Tom, that's quite a far away, but I got gotcha. you. Tom said that inflation will be easy to beat because it is young. He went on to compare that Paul Volcker was dealing with inflation that had been entrenched for 15 years. Powell has inflation that had been entrenched for two years. I have studied economics for a long time. I have never heard about old inflation or young inflation, but hey, okay, new concept, spin it however you can. Uh, and then finally, he says that the Fed is putting the stock market into a death spiral. Yes, Tom, Jerome Powell wants the stock market to go down. I'm sorry, buddy. It doesn't pay to be a bull. Go, go, you know, Tom, look up, don't fight the Fed. Don't fight the Fed. You might, uh, you might have saved your clients some money uh, if you understood. Don't fight the Fed. CarMax came out with earnings today, and they are not good, and they point to a problem in the future. CarMax missed top, missed bottom, and blamed, drumroll please, affordability challenge. Folks, rates are going up. We've talked about it. It is going to hurt transactions in housing. It will also hurt transactions in automobiles and car manufacturing and used cars. CarMax is already telling us it is here. Uh, again, this, this is where we are and we have to get through the pain. I am sorry. Rite Aid came out and cut earnings guidance going forward as well. Uh, again, just going through the articles. Next up was Bank of England. Uh, Bank of England turned on the money printer. Uh, there was panic in their pension funds. Apparently, some of their pensions funds were holding onto bonds that lost 50% in less than a week. And these bonds were collateral for other things. And these pension funds were on the cusp of margin calls. <sighs> Too much leverage, unrealistic assumptions, 
QT is going to break something. If you go back and watch my channel for six months now, I have been telling you that the rate increases, what the Fed is doing on the front end, don't really concern me. What has me very nervous, and I would argue scared, is QT, quantitative tightening. We are going to see unexpected things break. This may have been the first, it won't be the last. The last thing to say about Bank of England mentioned earlier, it's worth repeating. They made Jerome Powell's job harder. Bank of England needs an emergency rate increase. It could happen tomorrow. Shoot, it could happen today. It may happen over the weekend. But it is a problem. Next up, mortgage rates. They're up to 7.08%. Probably got a little better yesterday, but worse today. I do want to highlight that this is the second largest rate increase by percentage. We went from 3% to 7.08. That's up over 100% in less than a year. Remember, we have been here before. I've tried to share with you, educate with you. We have been here before. Go back and look at the 52-year spreadsheet. It is free. It is on, it's linked on one of my teachable courses. That holds the magic. We have been here before. So we had a bigger percentage increase in mortgage rates in 1981. I have tried to share this with you. It is how I can so easily call this transaction crash that no one saw coming. Now I'm going to call the supply crash as phase two that no one is talking about. It was right there for everyone to see. Uh, next up, we got UK mortgage holders. Apparently, uh, again, like Canada, like Australia, like a lot of markets, mortgage debt is not fixed for 30 years. So countries that don't have mortgage rate fixed for 30 years will suffer as rates go up. Uh, there's some analysts in the UK saying that mortgage holders, meaning homeowners, could be sitting on ticking time bombs. That does not leave you warm and fuzzy. Resets are coming. Bailouts, maybe. New mortgage conditions. It is uh, it's a very interesting time. Again, folks, we've got to get through this. If you're going through hell, keep going. I think that's a country song. Um, 2023. Uh, will be painful on the macro level. Uh, I think we will have a global recession, the third one of the last 100 years. Uh, but opportunities will sprout. Green shoots. People who do the work uh, will make hay. Remember, fear sits right here. Behind fear is opportunity. Don't rush. Don't gamble. Always do the work. All right, folks, take care of yourself. I'm going to get on the road. Have an amazing day. We will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.